We are brought to you today by Athletic Greens AG1. This magical green powder of 75 pristinely sourced vitamins and minerals supports your gut health, immune function, and it helps with energy, recovery, focus, and even anti-aging. These are a few of the many reasons that AG1 has become a staple part of my routine. First thing, every morning into a cold glass of water. AG1 saves me time and money by taking all the guesswork out of what vitamin stack I should be using to help optimize my health. So you can reclaim your health with convenient daily nutrition. It's easy. One scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and all the details for this offer are in today's show notes. It's episode 626 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Today I want to talk about how much alcohol is too much alcohol this Christmas. Let's cue that intro. Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. I know you're probably wincing at the title of this one. Going, this judgy mother is going to start giving me advice on what I can and can't do this Christmas. Well, that is about the long and short of it. But my goal is more to lay out the facts so you can make some informed decisions. How good was Joe Friel yesterday? It was unbelievable. I've had a few of those moments this year. You know, those pinch me moments. Is this really happening? Obviously, Tyler Hamilton was an early real big one. George Hincapie was another one. But Joe Friel. Cyclist Training Bible is honestly the most marked up book on my bookcase. I was not lying about that. It's every page has dog ears on it, highlighters all over it. It was amazing. I was an unapologetic fangirl chatting to Joe Friel yesterday. We're getting into the Christmas period. It's the run in now. I've one more day in Girona and then my time out here is at an end. Uh, we're building a huge, cool, no, I don't want to say huge yet, we're, we're starting to bring across a portion of our listeners across to Twitter, and I'm trying to build really our community on Twitter, it's where you can interact with me, it's where you can engage with me, it's Roadman Cycling over on Twitter, and we've 10,000 of you beautiful souls have already migrated across to following us on Twitter, which is brilliant. A question I got a lot on Twitter this week, so I want to give a shameless plug to it, because I haven't done it in ages, and since this is a podcast about alcohol, my beer funds we haven't plugged the beer fund in a while if anyone's enjoyed the podcast this year and if you see me out and about in town and you'd be willing to buy me a beer for your enjoyment of the podcast if you've got that value out of it well there's a way you can do that it's over on patreon we call it the beer fund it's just patreon.com forward slash anthony underscore walsh and you can buy me the price of a pint of beer to support the podcast and I will actually be using that money directly for beer. So anyone that contributes, you are doing the damage that I'm going to lay out today to my liver. I'm going to be like bad Santa in this episode. Because I know it's getting into silly season where we think the calories don't count. Where we just have a total willful ignorance of the amount of kilocalories in a Ferrero Rocher. It's a season that's all about indulgence, gluttony, sedation on front of the TV, watching Only Fools and the Horses. 
Well, I'm going to be the proverbial coal shower for you guys and girls today. I want to focus today's chat narrowly around alcohol. Alcohol and Christmas, they seem so intertwined that it's hard to think of one without the other, a little bit like ebony and ivory. I'm not your concerned parent here, and I'm honestly not here to preach or judge or tell you what to do. My mission today is to lay out some of the cold hard facts around alcohol consumption and bike riding. Now, when I say alcohol consumption and bike riding, I'm not really talking about drunk cycling. I have had my moments on my Brompton. Whenever I choose to go into Dublin City for a night out, I can't play that game of taxis waiting for two hours for a taxi on the way home. Dublin must have the worst taxi ecosystem in the entire world. So instead, I go in with my Brompton. I give the bouncers to Brompton. They kindly took it away in the cloakroom for me. Actually, I was out uh, a couple of months ago with a buddy of mine, one of the roadman uh, Saturday spin lads, and he'd taken my Brompton and he was meeting me back in the nightclub. And we merged just as we were kind of at the queue at the door. So he was folding up my Brompton. I'd made the, the bouncers aware that it was my Brompton and I was going to bring it in because I'd been there the week before and he had no problem with it. So my buddy was quite intoxicated at this point and he hadn't folded a Brompton before, in fairness to him. And if you haven't folded a Brompton before, there's four or five pivots that have to happen and they have to happen in a certain sequence or it's just a nightmare. When I got the Brompton myself and Sarah, he used to have races to see who could do it first. But the doorman said to me, looking over at me, he's like, is your mate incredibly drunk or is he incredibly stupid? I looked back across at him and I said, to be honest, it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> and he just laughed and he's like, come on in, lads. But yeah, don't cycle and drink for obvious reasons or you will crash like I have many times or worse. We're talking about consumption of alcohol and the physiological effect rather than the immediate catastrophic effect. Because we're entering this sort of period of possibility. It's the Christmas period and it offers that prospect of some extra daylight hours for training but it also has that extra recovery time where you don't have to rush straight back into work commitments so those two coupled together that extra time gives a huge possibility of starting the new year with a significant jump in your level to coin one of joe Friel, as i spoke to him yesterday one of his phrases from the training bible it's a period where we can have super compensation that possibility to take us to a new untold level of fitness now that's the good news story. The bad news story is that temptations are abound. There's work parties, there's social invites, there's meeting with friends, there's meetings with family. Alcohol doesn't mix with training for a few reasons that I want to get into. Firstly, alcohol impairs our ability to build muscle. It interferes with something called protein synthesis. So it messes up that energy uptake pathway and the way energy is metabolized. You're working the liver to its capacity breaking down these alcoholic toxins to the point that that normal metabolic function is impaired. That basically means if you are training, you won't get the same return on your training investment. Your body can't actualize those gains. I always say that training gives the possibility of increased fitness levels, and that possibility is then realized or actualized when we recover properly. When we're drinking, we don't have that possibility to come to, to take that recovery. So the training that we put in can't get actualized. We just don't get a return on that training investment. That's the first problem with it, that we can't capitalize on the training. The second problem with alcohol intake at this period or excess alcohol intake, it's the obvious one, it's calories. But some of these calories are slightly hidden. If you take a pint of Guinness, which is 210 calories, I think, which is roughly the same as a pint of Heineken, 
Like, that's a bar of chocolate. And I know I've definitely felt guilty sitting down on the sofa, having a bar of chocolate, watching a Netflix movie with Sarah. But by the same token, plenty of listeners here will go out and have 10 points of Guinness. Now, that might seem excessive to some people because they stop counting at a certain point. But they will go out and have 10 points of Guinness, which is 2,100 calories in a night out. Presuming you don't stop for a burger, kebab, pasta before or after it. So you could have a four or 5,000 calorie night on top of your normal consumption that day quite easily. So if you have two or three of these nights over the Christmas period, it's easy to see how you start stacking on that extra weight. The third one, which is an absolute killer, and I can test to this one firsthand, having spent a lot of time on Irish teams at camps where hydration is of paramount importance. Every night you're given a little beaker and you need to pee in the beaker and it's checked for your hydration levels the next day and then you get your score. And if you are not absolutely on the mark drinking water, electrolyte replacements for a large part of the day, your hydration suffers. And a tiny drop in your hydration has a profound impact on your performance. And I've seen this firsthand because the track is so quantifiable. You can see the splits going against you on those days. You know the days when the pedals just feel heavier. You can't turn them around. It's like you've no air in the tires. That is highly correlated to hydration. We don't normally you know, put a tag on it as hydration, but a lot of the time, that's what it is. Now, alcohol is a powerful, powerful diuretic. This means it makes you need to pee an awful lot, and that makes us dehydrated. In Ireland, we have this expression, always oh, broken the seal. And once you break the seal and you go for that first pee, it seems like you need to keep going for a pee every five, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, you're back in there peeing. This leads to shocking levels of hydration for days to come. And when we have that, we're much more vulnerable to injuries like muscle strains and pulls. And it has a really overall negative effect on our training and our recovery possibilities. So they're just some of the sort of pitfalls with alcohol consumption. It's not just a harmless night out. I'm not saying don't go on a night out at all over Christmas, but I'm saying it's that expression of I may as well be hung for a sheep as hung for a lamb is not true. If you have a night out and four drinks versus a night out and 14 drinks, there's a very different knock on effect for the amount of days after that where you're going to be able to train properly. You know, four drinks, maybe two days later, you're back to normal hydration levels. 14 drinks, it could be four or five days later before you're back to normal hydration levels. But what happens a lot of people is they'll have a night out on the 20s herd. And then they'll have a few drinks on Christmas Eve, a few drinks on Christmas Day. Your body's not clearing this on time. Your hydration level is just compounding in a negative direction. Then you have a huge New Year's night out. All of a sudden, your third, fourth of January, you still haven't recovered from the dehydration pit that you've been in all through the Christmas. And now you get back into training. Slightly overweight, slightly lethargic, but motivated and keen to push on. And this is where injury and illness happens. I'm just laying it out, folks. I'm laying it out for you to play it out. So there you have the cold hard facts. So make your choices. I don't want to be bad humbug. I definitely will be having a few drinks myself over the Christmas. And if you see me out in a... Well, hopefully I'll be having a few drinks. If you hit me up on the drink fund over on Patreon, I'm going to leave the link for that in the bio. If you see me out and about and I've had more than two or three drinks, you can just say, you bullshit artist. You told me not to drink. I'm here drinking cordial. And you're on your 14th point of Guinness. Folks... Do as I say, not as I do. I'm going to chat to you tomorrow. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.